Cave of Cool Podcast, Iteration 11. From the lands of Western Canada. Happy New Year! Welcome to this week from the Cave of Cool. From the lands of Western Canada, the Wakanda of the North, welcome to This Week from the Cave of Cool. This is our New Year's Eve edition, our New Year's edition, where we review everything in 2018 that we love, that we hated, that we hope will be better in 2019, even though we know it won't. If you're interested, please listen and please send a comment. We would love to hear from you and let us know that we are doing a great job. So if you can't remember what happened in 2018... Listen carefully, we'll remind you of it, and then you can look forward with us to what's going to be happening in 2019. You bet. It is the Calvin's Canadian Cave of Cool Year in Review, Part 2. Rock and Roll. Showtime. Tell me about Calvin's Canadian Cave of Cool. Well, Calvin's Canadian Cave of Cool has been lasting for 10 years, and you can't beat that because if it was crap, they'd they delete it already. The man would have taken care of it already. He would take me out so I couldn't preach my truth. The Cave of Cool is your source of everything cool on the Internet, anything that I see in my daily travels. And trust me, i got lots of time to, to do my daily travels. I will post for you. If there's a new movie review, if there's new something for me to bitch about, it will be there. So trust me, you want to make the Cave of Cool one of your stops on the day, especially if you're working a dead-end job and you got computer access and you want to just kind of have fun for the day. Come peruse my archive because when I feel like killing somebody, I go back to my archive and that makes me feel better. It makes me feel like I've actually contributed to the world and to your world, and I've entertained you a little bit, and that's all I really care about. Because this is the project till I die, and when I die, I'm hoping that from hell I can see all the great things that people will say about me when I'm gone. And I've even set it up, uh, given my mother all the information so that when I die, she can find somebody or somebody can find somebody who is computer literate. To let everyone know that I died. So I care, bitch. That sounds like gold. How do I find the Cave of Cool? Well, of course, you go on to the Google, which the Google is the source of everything. You put in Calvin's Canadian Cave of Cool. But if you don't want to write that much and you're literate, you could put Calvin's Cave of Cool or Cave of Cool or just cool. And it'll probably show up <laughs> one or two on the Google. And then come and visit and see what you like. I mean, I've always got great things up. Um, pretty girls who I don't exploit because I don't work blue. Because I don't have to. I mean, if if you got to work blue, I mean, there's something wrong with your presentation. I mean, if you got to take off your pants every time you you podcast or blog, then buddy, you know, you're working to a very niche market. And I like to think my market is huge because I'm cool. You will be cool from following the cave of cool. Ten thousand hours, they say, makes you an expert in anything. I'm an expert in this. Take advantage of my expertise. And we've only got ten hours of podcasting, but we're on Podbean, caveofcool.podbean.com. If you want to find the rest of our podcasts, and if you don't like Podbean, if you're an iTunes kind of person, go to iTunes, go to podcasts, look up Canadian Cave of Cool or Calvin's Canadian Cave of Cool or just Cave of Cool. It'll come up. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Please. I would love to know that some – as bad as my blog, I mean I got uh, maybe 10 people that comment on a regular basis, and it just drives me insane. Because you would think more people would appreciate it. I know they do, but they're just lazy or illiterate, and they can't work a keyboard. I understand that, but really, like, learn from a kid. I mean, come on. Just to give me positive comments, I mean, think how much better that it will make your life. 
I mean, it won't matter to me, of course, but but to my friend M.G. Jackson here, I mean, he's a sensitive boy. He needs validation, so please give it to him. Of course, I don't care, but I care. You had a terrible choice to make in Berlin. One life over millions. And now the world is at risk. This is the CIA's mission. If he had held on to the plutonium, we wouldn't be having this conversation. This team would be dead. Yes, they would. That's the job. Speaking of Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mission Impossible Fallout was a big movie this year. Yes. Uh, now, I, I haven't seen it. You, you've seen it. I've seen it, and again, it's one of those ones like all the other Mission Impossibles that just fades from view. Okay. I could put... I could makes any scene in any movie, and I dare you to challenge what movie it came from. Mm. There are actually two motorcycle um, chases where he crashes off the motorcycle without a helmet mm-hmm. and doesn't hit his head, and it doesn't crack open like a cantaloupe. Yeah. I mean, there are two, two motorcycle chases through European cities. Yeah, so you know, you'd Why? think they'd save one of them for the next movie. You think, and I bet you they are, and they're going to try to slip it in and fool me, and they will <laughs> fool me. Because I have no idea who these people are. Yeah. I have no idea why this woman is so important to him. Mm-hmm. Um, all I know is he lost plutonium, and now he's got to get it back. Yeah. And to yeah. do that, he's got to learn how to fly a helicopter in the mountains, and or he's got to hang from the bottom of a helicopter flying through the mountains. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, things like that. And it just yeah. and honestly, it, you can't follow the plot because you're just distracted by Henry Cavill's mustache all the time. So. Exactly. And Henry Cavill looks good with a mustache. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't wonder – I don't know why, for the life of me, they didn't have him shave. Do his scenes, grow another one. No, they had to take the Justice League uh, mustache and digitally remove it. Yeah. yeah. Which you know is going to make people crazy because they're all going to say, I can see where they removed it. Yeah. But they can't. It's like Carrie Underwood and her stupid scar. It doesn't exist, right? <laughs> yeah. It does not exist. But again, Henry Cavill was good in that movie. Mm-hmm. He was a badass. He should be the next James Bond. If you look at how he performed there, he's a great action star. He, he's know, a good-looking guy. He, he would smooth the women. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's my second boy crush after, of course, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, right? Who is the most charismatic man on the planet? Mm-hmm. We all know that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, so, so again, it's it's totally lost. I can't believe it got ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's 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 the seventy five percent best. It's just Tom Cruise doing the stuff he always does, making that face mm-hmm. that he does when he's thinking about something. Yeah. Which you know when he's thinking, it's going to be some twist that we all saw coming a mile away. Yeah. I mean, sure, it makes a lot of money. But people like that kind of comfort. It's the same reason Disney can make live-action movies of, of Beauty and the Beast and Lion King and, and, and Aladdin, and they're going to do all of them. They're going to do Mulan. They're going to do everything because they're, they're, they're bankrupt on ideas. Yeah. And it's going to make them a ton of money. Yeah. And so, now, but there, are, now there, are, there were some movies that did, did, were surprising in that they didn't do very well yes. this year, like The Predator, for instance. Again, I don't understand it. If you want a Predator you know, movie, this is a fine Predator movie. Mm-hmm. What do you think you're getting? Yeah. Like, well, and I mean, getting... everyone was thinking Shane Black, you know, made um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and and the nice I, guys, and, and Shane Black actually directed Iron Man three. He wrote directed. Oh, that. okay. And again, one of the better Iron Man. And you know, people will say, "Oh, Iron Man three is terrible." I loved the Iron Man three. I thought I Iron did Man too. Three was great. I thought the twist with the Mandarin was was interesting, and don't piss people off. It was, you know, if you're a fan of of you know pulp magazines, that that was you you saw that coming, right? Yeah, yes. That, you didn't, but you. It was like, of course, you know, because that's the kind of reversal they used to do all the time. Right. And if they made him the, the Mandarin, I would have been really disappointed. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the Mandarin. 
No. But to make him a, a bullshit actor, yeah, okay, yeah, you got yep. me. That's a, that's fresh. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But but his Predator didn't do very well. Uh, there was another another movie that this summer that did not do well as well as expected, which was a real surprise, and that was Solo. I'm a driver and I'm a flyer. I waited a long time for a shot like this. What do you think? Well, what do you know? Solo, again, Solo uh, was, was, again, I believe that the Russian bots hurt that movie. Mm. I think it got so much bullshit before it came out that people were, like, deliberately wanting to hate it without seeing it. But Solo is an excellent, excellent Star Wars movie. It's like like, uh, um, Rogue One. Yeah. See, I, I, I'm, I'm a little cool, cool on the Star Wars movies, the Force Awakens right. and that sort of thing. Right. But this one, I thought this was perfect. I thought this was a perfect Star right. Wars movie, and and yet it didn't. The it only didn't thing they it. had to worry about continuity-wise was he has to meet Chewie, mm-hmm. he has to beat Lando for the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. That was the only two things you needed to ensure in that movie. Mm-hmm. Anything else you could make up, and again, adding that um, hand shot first mm-hmm. uh, was a, a gift, mm-hmm. I thought, but. Again, that movie was so fresh and interesting, mm-hmm. and even though the little tricks you added at the end with the Darth, you know who, um, yeah. um, it was. I thought it was really solid storytelling. I, it was I did too. And the kid had a lot of pressure. He didn't do a uh, Harrison Ford imitation. Mm-hmm. He just did his Han Solo, which had all the ticks of Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you saw him growing as a, as the kind of scoundrel he would become. Yeah, and that's what made him so valuable to Luke and Leia when they eventually come across him. Yeah. It was fortunate that they found a a a, a bantha herder, a scruffy looking bantha herder, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but and, right. and one of my favorite parts of Solo was actually the, um, and again, it was just a little. It's, it wasn't didn't have to be in there, but it was, and it was the the Millennium Falcon. When you see the the Falcon, it's like. That's Lando's yeah. ship, and it looks yeah. like Lando's ship, you know. Yeah. And 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 while you know Han is flying it, basically he breaks it. <laughs> you know, the yes. little the little the right. little um, you know escape pod yeah. comes off. That's right. And then it's like, oh, of course, it's like, and that's 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 Han's ship. You know, you recognize it once you see it, and that was right. like one of my favorite parts. Dog. It's like, of course, of course, the, the Millennium Falcon looks the way it was because Han broke it. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's a piece of junk, but it's the fastest piece of junk in the galaxy. Yeah. Right. So that, so that, I I yeah. absolutely I loved Solo, and I'm surprised I did that too. it didn't do as well. Uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Oh. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could fight the battles. That they never could. How they ever brought 10 years of story and made it work with all those actors' egos, with the CGI, with um, 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 you know what's his name, Josh Brolin, having probably the greatest year of mm. any human being in the movies. Yeah, I mean, because playing Cable in Deadpool 2, which I also thought would be a failure, yep. but playing Thanos as a sympathetic villain, like Eric Killmonger in uh, by um, um, Michael P. Jordan, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what people remember. Yep. They remember a villain. It's like it's like why I always believed that Magneto was a great comic book villain because. You understood his point of view. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're from a Jew- Jewish prisoner of war camp. You're not going to want your people to be exterminated ever again, especially when you have the power to stop it. Yeah. And so I got his message. I got Thanos' message. God, cut the universe in half. Great. Yeah. 
I mean, if I'm not raptured, that's good for me. Yeah. More jobs for Calvin. Now, what More was the thing? There Calvin. was a, some some controversy recently where some Netflix said that they they described Thanos yeah. as a sociopath. As a sociopath, and, and all the fans rejected uh, it. And people and so go they, crazy. They changed it in two days. So they don't even want their villains to be um, uh, marked or, or trademarked or, yeah. or, or or marginalized, right? <laughs> they don't want to be identified. Maybe Thanos isn't a sociopath, but truth he is. Well, you know, right? I mean. If you if you're gonna look at it clinically, I mean, honestly, some guy who, who thinks that he can solve all the world's problem by killing half the right. you know the population of the universe, but isn't that you not and me? A stable guy, you know. It, no, but isn't that you and me? This is sort of out if of the box thinking. About, but if we knew of a glove hmm? that could solve all those kind of problems, yeah, would we not seek it out if we had the power to seek it out? Yeah, if we had the allies to seek it out, mm-hmm. if we had the motivation to seek it out. Because you've been hurt so much in the past, yeah. would you not? Would you not use it for those exact same purposes? And I think that's what makes people uncomfortable. Because I, well, yeah, yeah, I grab the soul, I grab all the Infinity Stones, and I put them in my junk drawer. No, <laughs> I would grab the Infinity Stones, and I do some damage to people that I think deserve it. Yeah, and maybe they don't. You know, I see that, and I just go, wow, that yeah. like they finally came up with something that could beat the other heroes. Mm-hmm. But and again, I'm this, looking is, this, forward is a, to this is something that, that you know. You talk about him being a sociopath. I don't know, but I mean, at least this this is a very psychological thing. It's like here's a question: If you can do it, would you? And I mean, this is like the Belko experiment. This is like right. uh, you right. know, this is that sort of thing. It's like it's like one of those right. those psychological thought experiments that right. you know. It's like if you can do it, will you? And and that's that's the most powerful. That's one of the reasons why this is you know pretty. I uh, agree. Powerful, I and it's one of the reasons why we need to see Endgame because. Right. It, How do you, you know, beat it's that? Gotta, it's got to have a conclusion, right? How do you beat that? How I think beat- it has a lot to do with Thanos' remorse. Mm-hmm. I think it has a lot to do with with. Um, uh, it's not going to be a trick. It's going to be something that is going to satisfy everybody. Because I have a lot of faith that these brothers who came up with the the first half mm-hmm. had an ending to their story. Yeah. Because there's no way that the first half could be so powerful. Like the end of that movie just blows you away. Mm-hmm. Did did we lose? I mean, yeah, <laughs> bitch. Yeah. You, you lost. Yeah. You're Captain Freaking America, and you lost. Yeah. You never lose. Yeah. What am I going to do? I mean, I remember sitting in my car. Um, there's this very famous um, image of The Rock with a, with a headline, and it's a picture of him sitting in his car after he's seen Infinity War, mm. and he realized he'd been there for a half hour <laughs> just thinking about that movie, right? Yeah. And when The Rock is sitting there wasting his valuable time, <laughs> right, thinking about the implications of Thanos in the universe, mm. then you know you got yourself a hit. Yeah. And I think it's going to be bigger bigger than bigger than fire when yeah. it when it when it premieres. And I really hope they don't let us down because it has the it has the ability to be like legend. And I want legend. Mm-hmm. I want some I want something that impresses me as much as the first like the 10 years impressed me, mm-hmm. but the fact that as a comic book guy who's read the Infinity War, Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity Crusade I wanted something that lived up to me, that mm. satisfied me, because I'm a tough sell, right? I'm a son of a bitch when it comes to liking something. And it just blew me away. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the best screener I got all year. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Yuri can work for the Russian mob as long as he wants. He's my boy, right? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sponsor him as my, my 90-day bride, right? <laughs> He's going to be my Russian mail-order bride, and we're just going to try to fool everybody. Yeah. Because he deserves it for all the great stuff he shows me. And again, a, an, an underknown one that I think everybody should see, and I'm going to just inject it as I'm thinking about it, is Upgrade. As a quadriplegic, it must be frustrating for you, someone who likes to get things done with their hands. Here's the thing. Four guys murdered my wife. Don't you fucking 
I could find this, man, I'd do it. What if I told you I could offer you something that would enable you to walk again? I call it STEM. A computer chip that has the potential to change everything. It's a new, better brain. I am STEM. The system operating your body for you. It was one that was never very much seen. Okay. It's about a, a guy who looks like um, Tom Hardy, mm-hmm. and he acts like Tom Hardy, mm-hmm. who's in Venom. Um, and he is paralyzed, uh, um, quadriplegic, after his girlfriend is murdered, and he is shot in a, in a muggy. Okay. And this guy shows up one day after four or five years that he's been a quad to offer him this computer chip that can allow him to walk again. Mm-hmm. It'll repair his spine. Mm-hmm. And it repairs his spine, but it also gives him these kind of superhuman abilities. Mm-hmm. Like when he tells the computer to turn on, he can fight like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He can kill guys. He's a dangerous mother. Right. And the computer needs him because the computer needs a body because mm-hmm. this computer chip has become almost sentient. And and it's a low-budget movie. It's very much like Venom in a way by a guy kind of being, being introduced to this um, entity that controls his body and how it all works out. Right. But the ending is very good. It's very science fiction. It wasn't watched a lot, but when I was looking through my 2018 movies that I saw, it just popped out at me as one of the ones that I really enjoyed because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the only one that saw it. It's like Attack the Block with John Bodega, right, mm-hmm. who's in the Star Wars movies. Yeah. If you've ever seen Attack the Block, so good, right? I love it's Attack one you've the never Block. even watched. Yeah. yeah. And it's, 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 it, came, it came out of nowhere. It was a bit of a nowhere. It was like, yeah. the, the, the aliens are really good because they're just black with eyes. Mm-hmm. They're fluffy. They're like, they're like a tribbles with eyes. Yeah. Uh, very scary. And, and the teeth. girl who – right, and teeth. Yeah. And the glow. Yeah. <laughs> and the girl that plays uh, Doctor Who now, um, um, Whitaker, uh, Jamie Whitaker. Jodie Whitaker, yeah. Jodie Whitaker. She, was, she was in that one. Yeah. And also the guy from that, that acts with uh, – what's his name in those uh, – Nick Frost. He's in that one too. Nick Frost is in that uh, Yeah. yeah. And the kids are very cool. The kids and are the way amazing, they, yeah. Yeah, the way they save the block, that's that kind of an economical filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Very effective. Yeah, and in, I, and incredibly I, well. Yeah, and I, I love right. that one line that the one kid says, it's raining golems, bruv. Yeah, you better <laughs> off calling the Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and those two little kids that they keep busting on, yeah. but they got their little, like, uh, uh, Nerf guns and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's like everybody chips in, yep. and he's only got one more minute on his on his phone, mm-hmm. you know, and he can't explain what's going on in one minute, yep. and he's having a fit. I mean, and John Bodega on his little little uh, with the samurai sword mm-hmm. on his on his uh, mountain bike. I mean, it's so good, yeah. and that's what I'd say with Upgrade. Okay, it's so good. So it's so get, it, it's it's worth seeking out now. Upgrade, I guess, really is, on, is on video or or it really is. And somewhere. again, the guy looks just like Tom Hardy. Okay. So you're going, wow, that's a Tom Hardy movie. Wow. But it, it, but it it's looks, it's but not. Now, it's but not. now, but speaking about Tom Hardy, Tom okay. Hardy was in a movie this year that was Venom, of course. Right. Which we didn't think we needed, but obviously we did. Again, know? I didn't mind it. Once I got over the fact that Venom needs Spider-Man, Spider-Man needs Venom. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just they're just they that's why they're there, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I liked the way they did it. Mm-hmm. I liked the, the, the humor. I got into it. Again, the last act seemed to be like tacked on. Yep. And I know they could have done a much better job of it. But I didn't mind it because I love that Venom voice. And, and obviously was, everyone else agrees because it's, it's when he says amazingly well. I mean, how many times have I said the word pancreas to somebody? <laughs> right? You never say that. Yeah, right? no. I mean, again, I liked it. But I wish when he ate it, somebody would be that little bubble inside him like he ate somebody and then it goes, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like a snake when he eats a toddler. Yeah. You know, you see the outline of the toddler. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
yeah, so Venom, there's definitely going to be another Venom. Again, I'd watch, uh, Venom is like Predator. Yeah. I mean, I'd watch it, but I wouldn't expect too much. But at the end, you'll be more happy that you saw it than you did. You know, it, it was a very strange film. And I, I, while I was watching, I was going, this is a weird movie. But I enjoyed it on the whole. And, uh, yeah, I did know, too. When it was over, it was like, yeah, that was okay. Um, know, I wouldn't watch it again, yeah. but I'm glad I saw it the first time. Yeah. Uh, and that's the problem. I saw less movies this year than I ever have. Mm-hmm. But I blame that on television. Because, again, I got Gypsy Girls to watch. I got Teen Moms to watch. I got um, um, Lost in Space for a season to watch. Yes. Which first two episodes, I was ready to bail. I got to admit. But, mm-hmm. boy, did that get good near the end. It did. I mean, it got. It was fantastic. I, and, you know, I, I'm obviously – I'm I'm much more of a Star Trek guy than Lost in Space guy. But this – I saw this and I thought, you know what? I'm really looking forward to this. And I and I, I was not disappointed when I did watch no. it. No. And in fact, that Robinson family get in so much shit every they, episode. They cause so much trouble, those Robinsons. Oh, my God. Family. They got to go. Yeah. But they eventually – they get over it, right? Mm-hmm. Because they act like a family. And that was the brilliance of the original series, mm-hmm. which I fell in love with when I came back to Canada. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the 1999 movie, which I have an unreasonable love for. But it's his best role ever. Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. Matt it's his LeBlanc, best role yeah. ever. It's his best role ever. Yes. I mean, he's like Frank Langella in, in, in uh, Masters of the Universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, you only get a role like that once in your life. Yeah. You know? and, and the he, monkey flips the switch. And you know, and, and he has that thing with that with that armor that comes over his head, mm-hmm. you know, million dollars in hardware. Which you see all the time now. I mean, you know, right. back, yeah. back then when it was like, wow, that's the coolest thing ever. And of course, it now was, it's like and it was. everyone does it. And that's one of the movies that I'll watch like a couple times a year. It's like Resident Evil or V yeah. for Vendetta. But yeah. it just slips into my, my viewing, so I don't watch a lot of new movies, I guess. Yeah. But I picked all the best. But um, I, I just saw less movies because, again, The Punisher yeah. Season 1 but the, was very yeah, the, good. Uh, but, the, yeah, Netflix definitely you know, kicking it with Lost in Space and The Punisher. Um, I agree. Now, The Expanse. Was oh, so good. Yeah, it, it ended season three. Mm-hmm. And again, it, season one and two were so different from season three. All the seasons are different, mm-hmm. which I loved. The real world science was beautiful. And mm-hmm. in season three, they really focused on that. Yeah. Like when they had that big Mormon ship that, you know, and that when you get the, wounded the, the, the in space. Nabu, yeah. Yeah, when you get wounded in space, it's hard to heal because your blood just kind of floats around. Mm-hmm. But if you can create gravity, yeah. your wounded can be healed. And the fact that 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 guy on on that Mormon ship, you know, spin the drum, right, to create gravity, so they have to walk with these magnetic shoes, so that people can accept their their wounded, mm-hmm. um, and they look after them. I thought, wow, this is humanity really in space. Yeah. It's not the Belters, it's not human, it's not Mars. Mm-hmm. It's everybody getting together, going, we are humanity, and this alien is going to mess us up if we don't find a way to deal with him. Yeah. So let's now, work is, together. Uh, the Expanse, of course, has got a little bit. Lost in the Shuffle. It was, uh, I mean, we we watched it. We saw it here in Canada right. on the Space Channel, but it was originally on uh, the Sci-Fi Channel in right. the U.S. And it got canceled. And it got canceled. But then uh, it got picked up by Amazon, wasn't it? Amazon, that's yeah. right. Because they so, know a quality product. And like you told me before, there's many books based on this series. There are, yes. So this may be only be the first one or two books that they covered. Yeah. Um, maybe only the first book. Who knows? I, Again, actually, I, don't I think know. this is this this sort of goes into the third book. I think. Oh, good. I, good. No, because I haven't seen the third season yet. But oh, you have to, my friend. But it, um, it's, it's I, so I, and now I can't because originally it, we, it was on uh, Crave TV and I was going to watch it. I was thinking I'll just watch the last season. But then what? you it, don't it, steal? because it, when it when you the Amazon pirate? deal happened, they pulled it. So. You're not a pirate. You don't steal. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have I don't have a Yuri to provide. So. Look at you and your your ethics. I can't yeah. stand it. Well, it's not. It's just, it's just time, you know. I yeah, I get. I get. I could you. do it, but you know, it's just. A, but it's going to come up, and I'm trusting you. 
watch it. Because as good as the other two are, like it's got my favorite favorite scene in it where the Martian girl, right, the Martian soldier, Bobby, yeah, right, she escapes with with uh, um, um, uh, uh, Evan uh, Evan Sorella, Sor- uh, yeah, Ava right, who's a yeah. great actress with yes. that deep voice. So they're on the ship, and and um, um, Amos, you know, the guy that's kind of the tough guy, yeah, he's sitting with the three of them or the two of them, and he goes, "Well, here are your magnetic shoes. Why must I wear those?" Because then you're going to float all over the spaceship if you don't, right? So he shows her how to walk in them, Yeah. right? And she can't handle it. And he goes, just think of it as walking in high-heeled shoes, right? Amos says. And she goes, what do you know about walking in high-heeled shoes? And he looks at her just without a break. Well, I wasn't always working space, <laughs> right? And she just goes, okay. <laughs> and he says it without a smile, like, yeah. I didn't always work in space. <laughs> and it just little moments like that, right? Yeah. Are really good, and she, that Martian agent, is really good. Hmm. Avicerella is really good. Amos is good. You just go, wow! And what happens to the Rosinante, and what happens to uh, uh, Holden, and 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 then Miller shows up again. Yeah. Um, Thomas Jane, yeah. and he's got the same hat on, and he's talking in riddles, mm-hmm. and I'm just going, oh, I love this so much. Yeah. You know, it was just so good. I had to go back and watch the the Expanse with cats. Which everybody should watch before they watch The Expanse. The Expanse explains cats, the whole yeah. series with cats. Yeah. Yes. And it's got the cats in the outfits. <laughs> so you understand Julie Mao is Julie Meow. Julie, right? right, of course. Right. Yeah. And Abbasarella has got her outfit on with the big fur and everything as she walks through the snow. And I'm just going, man, that's a woman. Right. That is a woman. Right. That's like your woman. I'd expect your woman to be walking in the snow with a big fur covered parka just to make shit. Like Abbasarella was, right? Yeah. Like she'll walk through the snow just to mess with you. Just right, to, just and to, you'll yeah. see her coming across the field, and you realize, oh God, we're in the back forty. We don't yeah. have a hope, right? <laughs> this woman is not armed, but mm-hmm. we is dead, right? Because <laughs> if we just shoot at her, it will only make her matter. So the expanse definitely, if you guys can find that, watch it. Okay. Uh, the last ship is always great, of course. Um, yeah. And again, I just again, I have so many things that I, I, I there used to be a time I could watch everything, mm-hmm. and I was proud of that because mm-hmm. someone would say some obscure series, and I go, oh yeah, I saw that, um, but. I can't anymore. No. I mean, there's, I'm, I'm two seasons behind Stranger Things, and another one's coming up, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm twitching about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the new Hellboy that's coming out. I thought that trailer was really good. Yeah. I thought, you know, David Hem, Hems, David Harbour is as, Harbour. As Hellboy, yeah. yeah. I think he just did. He did his, a great uh, um, Al, uh, Perlman imitation. Mm-hmm. Um, even if he didn't, I mean, he got the character. So yeah. I'm for that. And I like that. What's his name's in it too? Um, Ian McShane. Uh, Ing McShane is good in everything. And he does shitty movies. Like he did Death Race, which mm-hmm. is very good. Of oh, course, yeah. he was in, in uh, Deadwood, which is great. He, but he'll yeah, do a crappy awesome. movie, right, just to keep himself working. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really glad to see they hooked him up with this one because yeah. he, he was, was in great. he was in John Wick, for God's sake. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But exactly. I mean, and he was in he's, uh, American Gods. He played uh, the, the lead in, in Neil Gaiman's American right. Gods. The That's right. And again, that was the last book I ever read. Yeah. So that just shows you how – how bad my – and that was maybe three years ago. Yeah. That's how bad my book reading has become because of not having enough time to watch all the television. Yeah. And I stay, up, I stay up 100 hours more than all of you. So <laughs> I'm like I'm 80 years old in awake time, <laughs> right? Yeah. That, that I should be watching all this shit. Mm-hmm. I should be as the cable cool. I should be your expert on yeah. all of this. But you know, it's funny. I was I was I was talking with one of my oldest friends the other day on the telephone. He's he's author G W Thomas now. But I, you know, we we went to school together. Gary Thomas. Wow. When he and was nothing, right? When he was nothing. Yeah, we were both <laughs> yeah. nothing. We were talking about actually oddly enough, we were talking about Space 1999. Oh. And we were talking about the second episode, which actually had Ian McShane. 
Uh, Ian McShane was in the second episode of Space 1989. One episode or was he part of the Just the one episode. He was a guest star. But there were so many great English actors in that show. But yeah. but that but back then, I mean, that we watched it, and you know, it's a terrible show. I mean, honestly, it's it's, know, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. But, but I mean, but we watched it because that's all we had. Premises. Premise is one of the great premises in all science fiction history. Mm. Explosion on the moon sends the moon from the earth. Yeah. We never see what happens to the earth because of that. Because mm. you know it would have been devastation tide-wise yeah. and everything yeah. else. But the fact that the whole base is gone mm-hmm. and they've got to deal with other things, even though it moved at a speed that it would never leave the solar system in a thousand <laughs> years. Yeah. But, you know, they could have grabbed one of those eagles and flown back to earth and been fine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And did and even did repeat view uh, trips because they weren't getting past Jupiter in six months. Yeah. Right. So, but again, we watched it like we watched The Prisoner and tried to figure it out. Yeah. But we watched these shows because there was nothing else on. They didn't. Right. They didn't have all CBC the shows. CBC on I mean, Sunday. CBC Sunday. Yeah. But and now there's this embarrassment of riches out there that we that no one can keep track of. I mean, you you can't see all of the science fiction TV shows and, and movies and no and comic really? book movies and I mean we well, were talking about that you know back then the the only comic book movies we had was. The, the only comic book, the only Marvel comic on TV was The Incredible Hulk with Bill Bixby. And again, we enjoyed the hell out of that. Oh, yeah, because that's I all mean, we had. That's right. We watched every episode. Yeah. And we watched Wonder Woman, and we watched uh, The Bionic Woman, Bionic Man. That's right. And things like that. And we even watched The Dyna Girl and what's her name? Electro Woman uh, and Dyna Girl. Uh, yeah. Dyna Girl. I watched that. I watched the Shazam series every Saturday morning. I watched it every week, yeah. Uh, Arc 2. There was mm-hmm. another one we watched every morning yeah. on CBC. I mean, I mean we, we ate up anything we could. Mm. Uh, uh, in those days yeah. because we were just starving for it. And then Star Wars came, of course, and made us all lose our minds yeah. because that was exactly what we've been waiting for all this time. Mm-hmm. So we should be pretty happy that we live in this golden age because kids don't understand. They don't. I mean, they yeah. don't understand before the Internet how dumb we really were. Yeah. I mean, right? I, you know, we were, I remember thinking, actually, when Gary Thomas was saying, you know, he, he imagined a time, said, wouldn't it be cool if you could just watch whatever you wanted whenever you wanted? You know, yeah. it's like yeah. if you could there was some place you could go where you could see everything. And it's like, yeah. hello. And now it's like, hello, YouTube. Yeah. I have that. And it tortures me. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like when the video store opened. Right. Yeah. All these obscure movies that I've never seen before are here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can watch Laser Blast, which I heard about yes. on, in Starlog magazine forever. And I thought would be the greatest movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Right. Because of the way they hyped it. Yeah. But then, of course, it's got five minutes of bad um, um, stop motion animation. Yeah. Right. And this kid kind of going nuts. But again, I loved it unconditionally mm-hmm. because it lived up to everything I thought I wanted to see. But then, of course, I saw another movie and it was better. <laughs> and then that went all the way. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, we watched such crap in those days. Yeah. Because it was on the movie channel. Mm-hmm. Because, we because it was on. Because we could see it. Yeah. Because we found and a, now a we have obscure laser disc or something like that. Yeah. And what do I jump to? I jump to, to live PD and I jump to uh, gypsy weddings. Yeah. You know, that that's what I need to kind of keep me sane. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you think I'd be watching good shit, but no. No. I'm attracted to the worst uh, a- examples of humanity that I could find. Here's, this, is, this is the irony of, of our age. It's like we, 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 the possibilities are endless. I mean, you know, with Elon Musk launching, uh, right. you know, cars out into space. I mean, anything I'm not is possible. Anything is possible. The only I thing would, you want in the world is a gypsy woman. <laughs> right. I would go into space. 
right? I would put me in that little capsule, shoot me to Mars, test me up the yin-yang, right? I've test my urine, everything. <laughs> but if you put a cat in there with television, I'll do it. Un- I will not complain a bit. But if my internet goes down, NASA going to get the bitchiest phone call they've ever had in their life because I'm not surviving. I need to be entertained. Like a, a couple nights ago, I was so bored that I thought I was gonna I was gonna kill myself or kill someone else. Yeah. And when Calvin's not entertained, I mean, the whole world has to suffer for it. <laughs> I mean, I wish I had that button like the Klingon in in Star Trek Discovery that I could just blow up the whole planet with one button. Yeah. Because that night I would have picked it because I had nothing that amused me enough to even watch. Uh-huh. And I mean, I went through. You know, 300 channels on the satellite, mm-hmm. and even 90 Day Fiance didn't do it for me. <laughs> and that's a despicable show, mm-hmm. uh, where these beautiful uh, Caribbean or, or Brazilian women marry these schlubs. Mm-hmm. I don't need that rubbed in my face, because that means I could have a hot Brazilian woman, which is my dream. We all know that. I say I love the redheads, but no, I want a hot Brazilian woman who doesn't speaks with an accent and doesn't understand my uh, my language totally, yeah. right? Right. Doesn't get sarcasm, <laughs> but, but yeah. loves me anyway because I'm going to get her a green card. <laughs> yeah, the closest you get to that is a hot Brazilian wax at a local spa. Yeah, and how many times do you do that before you just feel uncomfortable <laughs> about showing up when you got no hair there? <laughs> Calvin, wait two months, wait six months before you come back. Uh, you know, yes. so many strange things, so many, so many weird things. Uh, one of the things that I, you know, this is something I've just learned about today is um, Batman versus Elmer Fudd. Oh, is that great, eh? You sent me this thing. This yeah, yeah. DC Comics um, last summer, I think, did a whole bunch of, of uh, mashups with uh, DC characters and Looney Tune characters. Mm-hmm. So you had Catwoman with um, Sylvester, yeah. right? You had Batman with Elmer Fudd. Mm-hmm. Now, the great thing is, is Elmer Fudd's on the hunt. Mm-hmm. And you think he's this little, meek little uh, bitch, right? Yeah. But he's a tough guy. And anybody who even acts like a rabbit, like there's this guy in the cartoon that chomps like a rabbit. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he gets his. And and he ends up fighting Batman, mm-hmm. for, of all people. And he actually has a chance of killing Batman because he's that much of a badass. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen Elmo more of a badass. Mm-hmm. And I thought when they combined these two worlds that, oh, it'd be weak, right? Yeah. It'd be so weak. Like they had Super Bunny with uh, Superman, right? Yeah. yeah. And you're thinking, oh, God, what can that be? Yeah. But basically they had a Wonder Woman with the Tasmanian Devil. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it was just it was just all these different characters. And Batman with Elmer Fudd I thought would be horrible. But um, Neil Adams, who's one of the great Batman um, illustrators of all time, yeah. in the 70s, he redefined the look of Batman. Batman yeah. went from being cartoony to being a badass uh, um, crime uh, fighter. Yeah, I mean, you know, Neil Adams basically took Batman from the old, you know, with the 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 Batcave with the big penny and the and the you know, right. stuff, and he turned him into the Dark Knight. He he, he, he turned he him did. into what would become the Dark Knight. That's right. It was it was only because of him that the Dark Knight could get darker. Yeah. Because he kind of paved the way for that. Mm-hmm. And there's one, there's of course that uh, that iconic drawing of Batman running with the cape going, mm-hmm. and the way he drew the cape. Was just magnificent. Yep. And I remember he had a he had a sports car once, and the Joker tried to steal it, but he couldn't start it. And the Batman, of course, after he beat the hell out of Joker, got in it and he pressed the radio buttons, mm-hmm. and it spelled Batman on the radio <laughs> buttons. And that's how he could start the car. Yeah. And I thought, wow! Like as a kid, 
I thought, that's genius, right? Yeah. Don't get steal your freaking car. But the fact – he did all the voices for that video that you saw. Yeah. And that's one I want to get on the YouTube so much because it's so great. Yeah. Just look up Batman versus Elmer Fudd, yeah. and you will see the Fudd in a way you've never seen him before. And, and Neil, you thought, uh, it, he does a great job with the Elmer Fudd oh, voice. Oh, he does because yeah. he was so it, beloved. He loved it so much. When he saw that as a Batman creator, mm-hmm. it was fresh enough that it 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 sparked that in him. Yeah. That he had to actually illustrate the cartoon and the panels it moves. Yeah. He does the voices, and he even apologizes for not doing good enough voices. Yeah. When it does great, brilliant. he does a great job. He does so, a very good job. Batman versus Elmer Fudd by Lee Best Weeks. Comic I- Lee Weeks and Tom King. Yes, right. Yeah. That's right. And again, when you've got that kind of freedom, sometimes like, okay, we're going to put out them in Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. You know, come on. Well, how good can that be? Yeah, but, it's a crazy idea, but they do it brilliantly. Surprisingly good. And sometimes the, the higher the concept, the more free, a full retard you got to go in the execution. That's right. And this one they went full retard on because I never thought I'd see a fight with Batman and Elmer Fudd. <laughs> it didn't end with one punch in the head. Yeah. But. When he almost got Batman with that gun of his, and he's just he's kicking his ass, I'm going, whoa! Yeah. That that freaking rabbit doesn't have a chance. Yeah. How does a rabbit get away with that shit, right? <laughs> uh, you know, it's so, funny. I, I I thought 2018 was that wasn't that great a year, but you know, looking back on it, it was pretty good. It's like every year. You know, I mean, we can bitch, but as long as we're moving forward and the world hasn't exploded or something like that, then we're doing okay. Because really, we're all living on borrowed time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we don't deserve to exist as a species. And you know that because aliens have never stopped here, that yep. if they're advanced enough to have spacecraft, they're advanced enough to stay the hell away. That's right. Yeah, they've, they've got enough early warning systems that it's like, yeah, no, we're not. If they taste there. like chicken, we'll Kentucky fry them. I well, mean, that's, that's true, yeah. Fun, you know, you know. We, and we don't leave your ray gun on the, <laughs> the table in McDonald's we because will I will grab it. You know. And I will ray gun everything I see in my vicinity before you stop me. Yep. Because I know what it's like to be probed. Well, I don't, but I can imagine. <laughs> you know uh, they're not gentle with us. Yeah. <laughs> so what are we looking forward to in 2019? 2019 well, of course. 2019, War. apparently, I read an article that 2019 is going yep. to have more superhero movies than any year. It's, it's going to be lousy with superhero so. movies. And I hope so. I hope it burns. It goes so far that it burns us out, but that will never happen. I, mean, I want to see everything until it burns me out. Yeah. Until Calvin is burned out and the, the, the man calls me and says, Calvin, are you burned out in superhero movies? And I say, <laughs> yes. Then Only then will they stop. Yeah. But as long as I agree with the man that they are the money-making today, um, I think Disney's remakes are going to peter out. Yeah. But I think when you've got fresh stories, like you've got all these sequels coming out that are going to be great, Infinity War is going to be off the hook. Yeah. It's going to destroy. And mm-hmm. I think at the Oscars, um, Black Panther, if it doesn't win Best Picture, I think it's going to be stolen by um, Stars Born. Just because both Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga will get their Oscars. I, I agree with Lady Gaga. She'd get her Oscar. Mm-hmm. I think she's brilliant in that movie, as sad as it is for me to watch. Um, I think she'll get it. And I think that will create the momentum that will, will stop Black Panther. Um, but it's unfortunate because Black Panther should be the best picture of the year for, for its, its cultural significance. And I think if yeah. the Oscars kind of uh, felt that way, they would reward it over something that's been done four times, and we kind of get the story. And, yes, the acting was great, but let's go with something fresh and new. Let's go with something that puts so much thought into its blackness mm-hmm. that that Hollywood should reward it. And Hollywood loves to reward the, the, the put-down who overcome adversity. Like any time <laughs> you do a retard, you get the Oscar, yeah. right? Uh, even the movie. Which is so, 
which yeah, is the, the shtick from, from Tropic Thunder. Again, it, and it is not the most truthful movie ever we've ever seen. Yeah. It tells the truth about Hollywood in a way we've never seen it. That's Even true. Tom Cruise playing that goofy character, yeah. who I didn't recognize until half the movie, <laughs> which is his most brilliant role ever. Yeah. I wish he would play more than that. He never ran a, 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 an inch in that movie, uh-huh. right? But he made it brilliant. He um, again, he's the typical Hollywood executive that burns out in coke and 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 heroin and and work right after five years of brilliance. Yeah. But uh, again, everything in that movie just predicts everything for me in the movie business. So I, I just I hope it gets it, but I have a fear that it because it started in in March, it came out April. Um, it's not going to get the recognition. But I'm glad to see that Into the Spider Verse, which has a strong black character. And stronger black characters in it will will get the best animated movie, mm. and that may move things forward. But I'm just I'm, I'm I wish there was not a Star Is Born in this year because Black Panther would just it would run over them all. It just came out too early, man. And again, things like that in Aquaman. Aquaman took the formula of Black Panther and made the best B- DC animated uh, and anim- a superhero movie of all time. Yeah, I mean it's so much it's so good. You have to go see it, man. And I, just I definitely put your will. brain in the car and. And and accept the goofiness, and yep. you will just be thrilled. Yeah, be thrilled. No, I, I've, I've heard so many good things about it. I'm definitely going to see it. Just my my I, natural I my natural fear of crowds is keeping me away until but, the second. Or you know me. Hey, who are you talking to? Yeah. This is a guy who freaked out in superstore because there was too much choice of a salad dressing. <laughs> I mean, I'm seriously. I had a breakdown. I had to go to the car. I think I crawled in the trunk. I don't remember. But um, I, I there was like a whole row of salad dressing. Yeah. And I used to work at the superstore mm-hmm. in the salad dressing aisle. Oh, really? Where the boxes would come out, and I'd move the old stuff forward and put the back stuff in the – I mean, that was six hours of my life working in the salad dressing um, um, overnight. Yeah. And I listened to radio radio station. You could only get one station, and they played the same five songs over and over again. <laughs> I mean, I'm lucky I didn't kill myself and everybody in that store. But it was like a summer job, and I just – I don't – it was funny when I was teaching. I didn't want to have a jo- – I wanted to have a job where – I could um, stay up all night, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I thought I could get away with it. But then I got to September, and I was used to staying up all night and not being awake during the day. Mm-hmm. So like I was, it took me a month to to wake up again. <laughs> We're sitting there, our principal is talking to us in September. I fall asleep at the staff meeting. I'm out <laughs> because he had one of those um, Indian voices that was really soothing, yeah. like a guru or something. Yeah. And today we will. We will talk about having the yoga in the class. And, you know, and I'm, I'm just, ah. and you're just, right? Out. I just, because he was so soft, right? And, but it was really because I'd stayed up all night during the summer. Yeah. And you move it like that, right? <laughs> you move it because you don't want to be awake during the hot day. Uh-huh. I'm an idiot. I'm just an idiot. And then what am I doing with my day? I'm, I'm reshelfing in Superstore the fucking salad dressing. So I had like a flashback. It was like my Vietnam flashback <laughs> uh, sitting there. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're, you know, who are you talking to? Yeah, so this so is crazy. like your PTSD PTSD moment over salad dressing. One of them, yeah. One of them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> One of them. Yeah. Mind you, them. you know, at least you know, I, I don't superstore, but I mean, you know, Costco is always good because you got the sandwich. again same thing, same thing. Only Costco has bigger packages. Yeah. Imagine superstore with half. You can't buy like forty-eight um, Chef Boyardee mini raviolis. You got to buy twenty-four at the superstore. Yeah. Because they won't sell the forty-eight pack because <laughs> they're racist. <laughs> and I love my chef. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. When I taught Chef Boyardee, hot sauce and and Parmesan cheese, mm-hmm. I lived in my drawer. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, had, I must have had six cans every time. Yeah. Because when when you don't have Weenie Wednesday, 
mm-hmm. and you don't got a toonie in your pocket. You got to eat. So, the chef. I love the chef. Chef Boyardee. I, you know, grew grew up on the Chef Boyardee ravioli. Oh, I think. I, I remember when I went to a, I went to my very first Italian restaurant. You know, and it actually had ravioli right. on the menu. I was like, no way. No. Did Chef crap. Boyardee work here? Oh yeah. What you share? What you serving me, buddy? <laughs> open the can. I want to hear the can open <laughs> when you pour it in that that microwave. Because really, what the hell is this? Is this ravioli? Has this been approved? Yeah. <laughs> Am I am I eating in the wrong restaurant? What the yeah. hell? Oh boy. Yeah. Well, uh, but movies that we I will be seeing in the theater, and uh, I will see Aquaman in the theater. Uh, Glass, uh, January oh, 18th. Is that going to be good? That? See, I still have to see Split. Yeah. But I have this feeling I wanted to watch Annihilation and Bird Box, which are both on Netflix mm-hmm. and have strong female casts from um, um, uh, Sandra Bullock and um, Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. That I've heard good things and bad things about, kind of fifty-fifty. Yep. So I want to watch both of those because they're on Netflix and see if they're that good. And I had this dream of watching them on New Year's Day and and being all all awesome, but I didn't. Yeah. But that's two I want really want to see that I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to be really good. Yeah. Um, and speaking heard... of female uh, female characters, uh, Captain Marvel. Grunge is a good look for you. Did you have a rough day, Agent Fury? I'm going to need clarification on this space invasion. Scrolls are infiltrating your planet. Better shapeshifters. Okay, prove you're not a scroll. That's a photon blast. And? A scroll cannot do that. I'm just supposed to take your word for that. Oh, does that look good, eh? Coming up good, uh, March in March, yeah, super, female superhero. Like every time I see that home planet, I go, Kreelar. Because there's something about Kreelar, the planet, right? Yeah. It makes me, ooh, makes me tingle. But the fact that they took her when she crashed and they made her into this Kree warrior, and because she's human, she can abs- and use all this power and she's going to end their war. Not, mm-hmm. not fight it, but end it. Yeah. And I like that Samuel Jackson... Like the brilliant, most brilliant idea Marvel ever did was sign him to like a 20-year contract mm-hmm. and said, when we need you, bitch, <laughs> you show up and read these lines. Yeah. And the fact that it's set in the in the uh, in the 90s or the mm-hmm. 80s, yeah. With the, with the when she crashes into the uh, uh, blockbuster video. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he loves her cat and that plays into the comic because mm-hmm. the cat has powers too. Yeah. The cat is a major universe teleporter, so the cat has powers, mm-hmm. and. That he loves the cat is yeah. neat. Yeah. I like yeah. I like that very much. Yeah. And, and the I fact like that it's, it's Nick Fury before he lost his eye. Exactly, and, and his, his hair. hair. Yeah. You know? So it's so, like, yeah. like he was going to give it up, but then he found her. Yeah. And that started the whole Marvel. There was an idea, you know, as he says, yeah. right, in the very first Avengers movie. That's right. There was an idea. Uh-huh. And the fact that it came from her, yeah. I thought that was very fresh. Because mm-hmm. you could easily go and make her a modern-day hero. And then have her fight Thanos, right? And yeah. be the one that fights him and stuff. She's going to be the Silver Surfer that the comics had. Okay, right? so you so and she's going. You figure she's going to be in Endgame. Oh, for sure. So that we have her movie, and then and then Endgame, she'll be she'll play a big part in that. A huge part. I think she's going to replace the Silver Surfer in terms of power. Okay. Because he was the one that snatched the 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 glove from Thanos in his moment of doubt. Yeah. And he's the one that saved everything and replayed yeah. the universe. Now they, because they don't have the Silver it. Surfer in. in right. In the Marvel Universe right Tony. now. Now, the only, the only Silver Tony. Surfer was actually in the uh, Fantastic Four right, two. movie, Rise of the Silver. And it was played by Doug Jones. Right, our buddy from, um, um, from Star Trek Discovery. Star Trek and Discovery, actually, yeah. there's a great short treks that I just watched 
called The Brightest Star. When my people look up at the stars, they see only death. What is out there beyond the skies? And these are these 20-minute movies that they put up before Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. And there was that one with Anson Tilly. There's this one with this guy a thousand years into the future that is yep. rescued by Discovery. Yeah. And he, yeah, that one. And there's the one called The Brightest Star, which Saru, and Saru gets this piece of alien technology, and he figures out how it works. Mm-hmm. And, it's a, and it's a communications device. Mm-hmm. And he's able to contact somebody off his planet. And on his planet, they are basically ignorant. Yeah. They're like cavemen. Yeah. And he is the first one to be smart enough to figure out technology. So someone f- shows up to take him with him. Um, and I can tell you who that is. Um, it's, of course, Captain Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. Who his, He is her first mate. Yeah. But she grabs a Keldon off his planet and in, in, in expands his vision to a larger world, yeah. larger universe. Yeah. And it's really, really well done for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I just went, wow. Yeah. That Doug Jones, he's the real deal. Yeah, Doug and Jones so is fantastic. He's fantastic. And I'm so looking forward to, to uh, part two of Discovery. Spock with his beard. Yeah. Um, um, Ensign Mount as Captain Now, now before that happens, there is another uh, short trick. The one with right. Harry Mudd. There's one more. The Escape Artist. Yeah, that looks with good. Harry Mudd. With Harry Mudd mm-hmm. and a bunch of aliens. So yep. it's going to be great watching him um, outthink them yep. and eat them. And I love that, that uh, Reigns plays him, right, mm-hmm. um, from The Office. Yeah, because Rainbow he's got just, yeah he's yeah. got the right kind of snark yeah. and the right kind of he, he'll piss you off but he's he's a hundred times smarter than you yeah um, in any room right and I love that kind of character mm-hmm. who who if he just shut up he'd get out an hour earlier mm-hmm. but because he's a dickhead <laughs> he's going to get punched before he gets out so I think he kind of likes it he likes yeah. getting punched before yeah. he escapes it it makes it better for him right in some way yeah but really really good stuff so I've got big hopes. For um, for part uh, uh, episode two. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, movies coming up uh, in April. They're coming up with Shazam. If you could have one superpower, what would you pick? Everybody chooses flight. You know why? So they can fly away from this conversation. No, because heroes fly. Bailey bats. I choose you as champion. Again, could be one way or the other. Yeah. They, they now, I, 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 I love Captain Marvel when I was a kid. I watched it. We talked about the Shazam TV series. Yes. Which we, I watched. You know, I love Billy Batson and saying Shazam. I used to read I, com- I love the comic books. I love the comic. I love that animation. was The comic drawing was always the same. Mm-hmm. I like Tawny Tiger, yeah. right? Yeah. I liked, um, I liked the, even the grandpa was a, was a Shazam. Mm-hmm. And there was a bunny that was a Shazam. Mm-hmm. And you had Mary Marvel and you had uh, Captain yeah. Marvel Jr. I mean, it, it never got it never got too complicated for you. Yeah. But now the, the, they're doing something different with the movie. They're turning into – it's kind of like – I mean, and you got to think this is, makes sense. I mean, Billy, Billy Batson's a kid and suddenly he's right. a superhero. And so he's got this sort of – and that's the kind of thing that they've eventually developed is that – Well, you wouldn't stop being a kid you, when you yeah. became – Right, but and, the, and the movie me- seems to be uh, taking the idea of like you know it's kind of like the superhero version of of Big, you know that Tom Hanks right. movie, you know. Right. And right. I don't know whether that's going to work or not, but again, it either works spectacularly mm-hmm. or it'll fail. Yeah. And I think with all the superheroes being like super heroic, mm-hmm. I think his discovery of his powers 
will will be really fun and interesting. Like mm-hmm. they did with Spider-Man in uh, the Sam Raimi movie when he first learned how to do it. Mm-hmm. Remember, he's crashing into sides of walls and he and he can't make his, his webbing come out and he's trying to do all the different hand signals and stuff, like Spock and everything to make it come out, yeah. right? I think that that moment will be great if he kind of grows throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be interesting. And the fact that his friend is handicapped, I have a feeling he'll become the next Captain Marvel Jr. because mm-hmm. Captain Marvel Jr. was handicapped. Yeah. In the comics. So it is an orphan and everything. Again, I'll look at it like I look at Deadpool. Mm-hmm. I won't hope to enjoy it, but I probably will really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I, again, it's one of those ones I really hope goes good. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a lot of talk a while ago about uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson being Black Manta. Yeah. Or Black, Black uh, Adam. Black Adam, yeah. Black Adam. Uh, and again, he would be great because yeah. he looks like Black Adam. So maybe bringing in like a badass, tough uh, superhero in the sequel. Mm-hmm. To fight this young Shazam would kind of even grow the 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 uh, franchise even more. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to work with. There's a lot of great stuff, but you got to do it right because if you if you betray the origins of that character, you will lose everybody. Yeah. I think your strength is 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 going with what he is. Mm-hmm. And again, if you've ever read Kingdom Come, I mean, the fact that that Captain Marvel is one of the major players in it. And he just shows up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And Superman's got to fight him. And Superman is maybe not as strong as him. Yeah. Right? That's kind of always been canon. And yeah. the fact that his choices save the world, Captain Marvel does, but and he's under control of Lex Luthor. You've read Kingdom Come, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But he's under the control of Lex Luthor as an adult. Mm-hmm. So you don't know. You think his name's they call him Billy, but you don't put together it as Billy Batson. Yeah. Until the fourth issue, and you go, "Oh my shit!" If there's one person that could mess up Superman. It's this guy. Yeah. And he's right in front of him, and he said Shazam. Mm-hmm. So he's just gonna bust him open. Yeah. And it, it, the way that that comic ends, and it, it's just, I'm really hoping they do a good thing with it because I'm a big fan of Captain Marvel. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Hope they do something. I hope so. And again, Infinity War's got to be good. I mean, I have a feeling they kept their best stuff for the second half. Mm-hmm. It's like with anything, like the, even the, the death of Superman. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's even getting released. Now. It's so good, I hear, that like like the uh, um, um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, they're releasing it on each, each coast mm-hmm. for a time before they put it on, on TV, yep. before they release the video. So, uh, And again, the death of Superman, the death is not the interesting part. The, the, how he comes back mm-hmm. is the more interesting story, and the four that take up his mantle are really interesting. And so I'm glad that it got a theatrical release because that puts it up for awards, and it, it, I think it's going to be fantastic. I love the first Death of Superman. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that he was having an affair with Lois Lane mm-hmm. and that she's such a hoe. And, <laughs> and and he didn't she didn't even know that he was him until he took off his glasses and made that voice yeah. and looked at her for about three minutes, and then finally her... <laughs> Quick reporter's mind put it together, mm-hmm. you know who he was. Yeah. Um, but it's brilliant. It's just so well done. And when when the bat when when you see Batman fighting Doomsday, and you're going, man, he is dog food. That guy <laughs> is going to get eat. Like, why is Batman fighting this guy? I mean, all his little bombs and his little you know swing kicks or whatever they are. I mean, <laughs> if Doomsday gets a hold of him, he's going to crack him in half. And <laughs> Doomsday, as as he's beating up the other rest of the Justice League in the first movie. Like, I'm talking Hawkman, I'm talking Green Lantern, Flash. Mm-hmm. Then Batman goes against him, thinking, oh, there's another one for the pile, right? Yeah. But he should be smart enough to go, I'm going to walk away. <laughs> I'm just going to watch from a distance, <laughs> because if he gets a hold of me, I'm dead. Like, mm-hmm. Batman, come on, right? But he still, yeah. of course, fights on, because he's he's Batman and he's insane. But 
Um, I loved all that, right? And it's it's really a good movie. Mm-hmm. As good as the comic book, and the comic book was brilliant. Yeah. Well, we won't be seeing a live-action Justice League sequel anytime soon. No. We probably won't be seeing a Flash movie. Uh, although, that, with the Aquaman doing so well, maybe they'll eventually do that too. I don't I, know. I although Wonder so. Woman, Wonder Woman 1984 is coming up. And that be sweet. I've seen the poster of her dressed like in the 80s. Yeah. With the with the with the, the, the shirt that's um, tied up, and she's got all the stickers on her jacket and stuff yeah. like well did in, in the set in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really hoping that will be set that way. And it's got the cheetah in it, played mm-hmm. by Kristen Wiig. And Kristen Wiig, of all the comedy that she's done, mm-hmm. she's a very um, uh, motion comedian. Like she can move, right? Yeah. But she's very much in shape, and she's limber and stuff, mm-hmm. like a cat would be. And I think when you give her that chance, and the fact that she's will be the last person I would um, ever cast as the cheetah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that uh, um, um, Patty Jenkins, she sees something in her that she saw in Gal Gadot that I think is going to be awesome. Yeah. And to watch them two fight with the claws and everything and watching her get scratched and then it heals right away and um, just like getting Wolverine, I yeah. think it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she's got Gal Gadot, who is very charismatic also, and it was the dream pick of anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, the last person I thought could pick, because she was only in a, a Fast and the Furious movie before then. Yeah. Even though she was in the Israeli military, and there was often pictures of her in that because she was very pretty for a soldier. Mm-hmm. So those things like those those sites that I gag and stuff had lots of p- pictures of her when she was a soldier. But the fact that she got cast for it and did so well, um, I hope she makes none for the next 50 years because she was the best addition to the Batman versus Superman, Justice League. I mean, she was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So I'm really looking for, forward to that one. I mean, yeah. I won't wait it too long. Because so. I'm still bitter too that that Wonder Woman didn't any any it only won a Critics Choice Award, but it didn't get any of the big awards that it should have. Yeah. I mean, I thought Jenkins should have got a Best Director Oscar just yes. for the way she handled that huge cast and the, and everything that happened this story mm-hmm. historically. Um, but who am I, right? Yeah. I'm the one that would kill the Academy if I had a chance. Yeah. <laughs> With the Thanos Club, bitter. if you had all yes, the Infinity the Stones, Club. that's it. Not bitter. The, the, right? the, the Academy, you guys are gone. Snap. That's right. Yeah. That's why the gods don't give me that power because it yeah. would be like Walmart, you're gone, right? <laughs> I don't care about your chick, cheap uh, uh, sushi, you're gone. Yeah. And I know that guy that's making it in the store is not really making it, right? Because he mm-hmm. always hand me one that's pre-made, even though I see him making them all the time. Well, right? You never give me a fresh one. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy, I see. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Well. But it's been uh, a good year. It has been a good good year entertainment-wise. Life-wise, it just uh, just goes on. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, life-wise, it's been it's been good. It's been bad. That's yeah. As, yeah, as every that. year, as as every year is. That's right. And we're just lucky to get out of a year without nuclear devastation or you know mm-hmm. aliens from space or t- mutant time travelers or. Uh, although we did have a lot of passages this year, Stanley, of course, among them we talked about oh. before. Um. Uh, who else? Uh, Roy Clark, uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. I mean, yeah. everybody. Har- um, Harlan Ellison, of course, at the beginning yes, of the year. Yes. Yes. Uh, God. Which, yeah, was. Uh, and again, when the brains go, it hurts the most. Yeah. Because it seems like the stupidest people live forever. You know, it's just they never die. It's like if you don't use your brain, mm-hmm. you live forever. Yeah. Right. And I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> Even though I'm 80 in the wake <laughs> years, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to live to 150. I'm going to do the one guy to cheat death because, oh, they don't want me on the other side because <laughs> I'm just going to make trouble. And when you're when you're kind of immortal in hell, 
Mm-hmm. What can they do to me, right? Yeah. Oh, what, you tortured me today? Well, I'm going to make you cry because I'm going to tease you so much, right? <laughs> because you don't look good in that, that, that red devil costume you have. <laughs> and they're going to all complain because Calvin won't let us torture him. You know, it's going to be a bunch of whiners I'm going to have to deal with. So they don't want me to die. They want me to live forever. I yeah. hope. I hate the gods, man. Yeah. God, worse. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a lot of, lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of passages in the, throughout the year, and and of course the 2019 starting off, you know, with a bang, with the, uh, you know, uh, in that respect, with um, Super Dave Osborne. Super Dave, are you almost ready for today's stunt? Yes, John, I am. And I'm getting ready for what will probably be my most spectacular stunt. Is it going to be even more impressive than when you tried to mate with a blue whale? Yes, absolutely. Uh, You know, I've been a stuntman all my life. And even though I take every precaution necessary, the thing that protects me most is my incredible sense of what's going on around me. Uh, Call it karma, call it vibes, call it ESP. Call it what you will. The point is that I sense danger and uh, react like a cat. So uh, how do you use that special sense this evening, Super Dave? Well, as you know, John, uh, I've caught bullets with my teeth, but I did that stunt with my eyes open. Uh, I've developed my sensitivity to a point now where I feel confident enough to perform my stunt today with a blindfold. You remember Bizarre? I don't know if you saw it when you were a kid. I used to love Bizarre. I love Bizarre because they had that that immigrant family, mm-hmm. and they told all kind of um, off-color jokes. Yeah, yeah. Pretty risque humor about, yeah. and it was just. Oh my God! You're getting away with this. Yeah. But that was a funny show, and Super Dave would be at the end of it. Yeah. And he'd have that bad stunt where the the stunt body would go flying. Yeah. And he was great, and he was great on 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 Curb Your Enthusiasm. And you know, actually, my my kids love the cartoon, the Super Dave cartoon. Oh really? They yeah. Made one? There was a Super Dave cartoon, and and he he did the voice for for Super Dave. And, oh uh, wow. Yeah. So he like, like he like exploited that fame. Oh yeah, it was like <laughs> my. My my stepson was always like, I love that, yo. Oh, record pain. <laughs> so yeah, farewell to Super Dave and um, uh, yeah, and Cap- Captain Tennille. And I mean, the, come on, we all Captain know one or two songs from them, mm-hmm. and how they ever survived the disco age and got out of it with that stupid hat on. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I guess maybe know. love kept them together. I guess. I don't yeah, know. That's, that's very funny. <laughs> See, I know all the words. Now this is going to be an earworm in my head all night. I, I'm going to have to listen to it straight through and sing it straight through before it will leave me. <laughs> that's so. you know, it, there was a there was part of last year, part of 2018, where you know I I was just going insane with Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh my god, eh? But how many times you listen to that this year? More than any five years between before that. Yeah. Now again, the movie came out, made the song a big big hit again. I'm glad because the movie was very good. Yeah. I mean, I, I keep thinking about that, how they could have went in the direction of like CD mm-hmm. uh, so easily mm-hmm. and concentrated on the, all the AIDS thing. Yeah. Because that's what they thought people were interested in. Yeah. But they just made a movie for fans. Mm-hmm. And I am proud to be a Queen fan and I'm proud to support that movie and, and love it. And I'm hoping Remy Malik gets a, a Best Oscar um, nomination. He deserves it mm-hmm. um, in this year. I think he's just as strong and can compete with the rest of the boys. I hope Josh Brolin gets a Best Oscar, even though he was in in motion capture. Yep. But I think it'll it'll. Uh, again, I wish that that Andy Serkis will get one first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he doesn't, then his time will come. His because time will come. his time will come. He'll probably have to get a special Oscar, which we know <laughs> is bullshit. Yeah. But he deserves it because he was the first one that jo- Jeff Brolin called. Josh Brolin called. When he knew he was gonna, when he got this role, mm-hmm. he said, "You know, I'll pay you, brother, to come and and show me how to do this right." 
yeah. because I want to be this character and you're the master mm-hmm. at creating these characters. I mean, he was Gollum, he was Caesar. I mean, he was in so many other movies. He was yeah. uh, uh, King Kong. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the guy knows motion capture. Yeah. And so the fact that Josh realized that, and I think a lot of other people, like really, this is the first time in a long time they should have, but they start to take notice of him yeah. and say, yeah, he is really good. And he's good as an actor. I mean, he is. He was, it's funny. You know, we were, I was watching, like I said, my grandson and I were watching Black Panther. And I was there's that scene where actually Martin Freeman and uh, Andy Serkis are sitting down together because he's, right. you know, he's playing Agent Ross and, and Serkis Cirque, right. is playing Urban Claw. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, it's Bilbo and Gollum. So, you know, it's like, that's right. Yeah. It's like, you know, and it's funny from the poster. Some guy got this before I did the joke. He goes, they're the two Tolkien white guys. Yeah. Tolkien white guys, right? The two Tolkien, Tolkien white guys, yeah. Tolkien white guys. Yeah, that's right. And that was funny too. That's right. Because of all two guys, white guys you want to pick, there's, there's the two, two pretty solid guys. Hey, right. Tolkien when they're having that conversation, he goes, you know, uh, Bingo, and he, he's white. He's listening out there, you know. And you're telling me a third world nation who harvests sheep is, you know, hiding this tremendous secret. Bingo. <laughs> you know, when he only took a little bit of vibranium, but they have a whole mountain of it. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's just so good, and the fact that he's so crazy, yeah. and it's just it's just wonderful. Mm. I mean, it's just one of the great things about that movie when I think about it. Yeah. I mean, there's times when um, I'll watch, like I'll just start Black Panther, I'll start Zootopia, and I can't stop yeah. because those are two of my. I'll just have to watch them right till the end, mm. and I've I've probably watched Black Panther ten times. Yeah. Um, and, and there's this little kid that's on YouTube who does the imitations mm-hmm. of Forrest Whitaker, and he does this one and goes, the challenge is not over. I am not dead. Right? <laughs> but he does it in the accent, and he must be like four years old, and yeah. he's just hilarious. <laughs> and so, again, another thing I'd love to put on the YouTube site because in that there's a kid that watched the movie 20 times, yep. as he should, as he because should. it just – if I was black, I'd finally feel like someone made a movie for me. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, Black Panther will, will hold up. And even Black Panther 2 will, Black Pan- there will be coming be, out which, soon. There will be a Black Panther 2. There will be. Yes. And who knows if there will be another Guardians of the Galaxy, but uh, it's just – it's sad that uh, that he, James Gunn got caught up in that – the Me Too movement. Yes. Because I'm Me Too – I'm more Me Too than him, and I never <laughs> get out of the house. Yeah. Uh, the, the other couple of weird things that yeah, – well, one of the weird things that happened at the end of 2018, um, Kevin Spacey did that weird video. Oh, I know. Like, he doesn't get it. He's like, like Louis C.K. Are you insane? Yeah, and Louis C.K. He doesn't C. K., get yeah. it. He doesn't get it. He's making jokes about the kids who were shot in the in the, the Parkland park shooting yeah, that I like, put a fat kid in front of me. Yeah. I mean, buddy, if you're coming back, I mean, yep. rain in your material. <laughs> I mean, say nothing about women touching women's breasts or masturbating yeah. in front of them or yeah. tell about dead children. Let's yeah. leave that off your list, too. Yeah. But then, no, but, but you know, you think, okay – if they're going to come back, they're going to, you know, that you'd think they would say, okay, look, did some bad stuff, trying to come back, trying to, you know, keep it classy, whatever. No, right. they just went full. It's like, like let's just, give, you know, let's double down on everything we, you know, right? Like and double down always down. works. Uh, double down always works for Donald Trump. I mean, that's his go-to move, right? Yeah. And he always succeeds at that. So why don't I go double down on my racist and sexist comments, mm-hmm. even though I should be very lucky that I'm even getting a second chance yeah. at a career here. I mean, Michael Richards, the Kramer there, who said all the N-words and stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, he never even came back. He knew it was that bad, yeah. right? He yeah. knew he couldn't, uh, I can't fix this. Yeah. But to Louis to do it, it's, it's a height of hubris. And again, as Calvin always says, it, it's not what you did. It is hubris that is your crime, sir, because you thought you could get away with it. 
and you thought we were stupid, and you thought we would just forgive you because you came back as the same asshole you left us as. Mm. No, no. We want to see growth. We want to see even lying about your potential. You know, like, like uh, Zach Galifianakis, he's in therapy and it's one of these shows and he goes, I'm not going to change. I'm only going to pretend to change so you let me out of here. Right? <laughs> and that's my, my view too. No yeah. one ever changes. Yeah. You are set in the asshole you are when you're six. Now, if other people can handle that six-year-old asshole, maybe you'll be a happy person and you'll find a woman and, and your life will be fine. Mm-hmm. Or you'll be Calvin. <laughs> and you'll you'll be podcasting um, the rest of your life as, as 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 some loser. So you won't even have your mail order bride because they keep dying by the time they get here because you packed them in a box. I, you packed them in the, you it's them way in the bubble ship, wrap. It's way they ship them. Yep. I mean, I can't control that. Mm-hmm. Why is that my fault? They came to me defected. I returned the product. <laughs> okay. You see, don't you think I deserve a, a woman? Don't you think like your wife knows somebody who needs help, like like who can be who needs who wants a man that can be fixed, right? Yeah, because I'm that man. Look, you 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 don't want to be someone's project. No, but you do. Well, All you women do. do. But... They don't want a man that's like completely awesome. Yeah. Because then they feel bad about themselves. They want a man that they're better than, like as a human, right? Uh huh. They want somebody who can who they can fix and then feel proud about because they took this scrubby bum out of the ditch uh-huh. and they turned him into a less scrubby bum out of the ditch. <laughs> but no woman will believe that. So yeah, what can I do? No. It, it, it's clean them up. Make makes him look like somebody owns you. I could do it. I yeah. could do it. I'll fake it. I'm a good actor. <laughs> I can do it, baby. Around your friends, they would be so impressed with me because I would be smart, and they would leave feeling, man, why can't you be like Calvin? That's what they tell their men, right? And they go, and they go, I don't know. I hate that guy. He's so charming. My God. Right? That would be the conversation. Yeah. They tell me they don't know somebody who's been like in a nunnery and got kicked out because she drank, you know? Because the guy sold her booze, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and he said, you know, and the nun said to him, well, it's for my constipation, <laughs> and he sold her the booze, and then and then he came back and found her drunk, and she said, yeah, because when the mother spirit sees me, she's going to shit, right? So <laughs> it's an old joke. It's an old joke, yeah. <laughs> and it's an old joke. I would marry that nun. <laughs> I know. My time's running out, man. Look how desperate I'm getting. <laughs> huh? Oh, well, you know what? There is there, – there, there is somebody out there who will Don't tell me there's time. There's no time. Well, my, only, my, only proof is, my only hope is marry some alien woman, right, <laughs> who finds me attractive because i got a pink skin, right? Yep. That's it. That, all that, you know, hey, you know, don't skins. knock the green women. I'm telling you, or they only live to please their men folk. The, the, They're the, like green, the women. green women, you know, yeah. They, they, they love the, they love the not, pink skin. I'll take a green bitch. I'm not I'm – not, I'm, no human male can resist them. I've seen the Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, of course. If she doesn't have three eyes and and, and extra thumbs, then I'll, I'll make a move, right?